Do you recognize a little bit of what I'm talking about? Do you have a, s- a little sense, a little experience of that beingness that is uh, underneath the opinions or preferences or the story told, this thing that is uh, alive in there? Um, so as you, uh, as you listen in the next few minutes... See if, uh, see if you want to, if you want to continue exploring that. There's so many ways I find that we abandon this. You know, life is over there. When I understand these words, you know, what if we were to be faithful uh, to ourselves? You know, to to this, to this, just as an exploration. What if I, as I was listening, I would remain conscious that there is this thing, consciousness, this something alive, this intelligence that is receiving the words and concepts and ideas, as well as the sensations. If I was remaining uh, attentive to that, a part, a percentage of my attention would uh, remain with that, the fact that there's life happening. Wherever you are, there's life happening right now. And yes, there will be ideas shared, but there's life happening now. There. It's already full. My sense these days is there's so many ways that I abandon that and get hooked and lost and also alienated. So I feel like, oh, it must be... So I become a little bit of... um, what is the word? I become a, an easy prey for ads, for example. I'm lost. I lost the connection. And I said, well, the connection is in owning this. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Okay, I'll own that. You know, or the connection. Maybe the culture says, oh, the connection will be made when you get this status or whatever. You know, oh, when I get okay, okay, I'm gonna try to get that because then there'll be fullness. You know, I'm looking to be whole again. I feel alienated, separated. Do you you recognize something like this in there? And when I'm finally this person, or I have this, or I've, you know, then I'll be full. And I think in there we might be actually fooled, duped by something. You know, which is w- wrong understanding of what is what has value, what what maybe is uh, there accessible. I think in the Tibetan tradition they say it's so ordinary, so amazing, but also so ordinary that we miss it. It's so part of every experience that we might easily dismiss it because something else, somewhere else, could do it. And so here we try to define, locate, experience. What, what is this thing I'm talking about, this, this being now? There's something special happening. I don't know how many there are here, but let's say there's 30 people. I'm just So there's 30 beings that are alive. There's life happening. It's not going to be always like that. I don't know what's going to happen, but it will change form. <laughs> or it will stop. I have no idea. I haven't... I don't have memory if it happened to me in the past, or I can't foresee. But we know that this is ephemeral. Huh? There's life now, 
and one day it's not going to be there. But right now it's happening. Wow. Right now, on that chair cushion, there is aliveness. And we could easily, how do we abandon it? I see that for me, and I've seen it in others, sometimes it's uh, being busy. Too much to do to actually stop and listen to that, you know, or acknowledge this, you know, I'm too busy. And alienated, and easily maybe exhausted by that. There's so many ways I can uh, I can be caught uh, by... I was talking with a friend who fell in love. Poor person. <laughs> <laughs> they fell in love, and they... And I've, I'm, I'm putting my words on it and my experience on top of that, probably. But in the falling in love, there could be an abandoning of oneself. Oh, it's the other, you know. And will they call? And will they really see me? And will they continue to see me? And, you know, and then, ah. And then what's happening? I abandon myself. Totally abandon some kind of integrity, some kind of care, some kind of intimacy, some kind of faithfulness to this being here that is happening. You know? Or I might uh, abandon it very... Uh, in, in a daily way, in a very frequent way, by uh, being attached, uh, fascinated by the narrative self, the, stu- the self that was, that will be, that is even. So the Buddha said that. He said, I am... I will be, I was. This is a conceived idea. It's a conception in the mind. It's a story, it's a generation of the mind. I am, I will be, I was. These are conceived ideas. Conceived ideas are a boil, a dart. Why would he say that? We really have to go and check in our experience. What happened when I start to say, I will, oh, this is how I am, and there's a big chance that I'm abandoning myself for a creation of the mind, a story told, that I'm fascinated about, and don't you dare touch it. How can you possibly try to remove my little cherished puppet? <laughs> you know? I, I, I've put millions of thoughts into this being. <laughs> you know? And you're telling me this is a creation of the mind? Do you see what, what I'm... Th- I think, yes, there wouldn't be laughter if, if there was... Like, no, I don't want to... I'm never going to... You're actually shaking my world. I'm never coming back here. I want to s- stay in the door. This, uh, as one Zen teacher have said that I like so much, this turd at the center of the universe. I, I like that she said that. She's saying, like, I created a, somebody that is deficient in my mind, and I honor it, and I cherish it, and I keep thinking how defective they are. They're so defective in this way, and also in that way. And if they could be like that, that they would be so much better. And I can, you know, and what's happening? All this time I'm abandoning something that is actually here, totally here, now but I dismiss it, I devalue it for that story told that I'm fascinated about. Or 
you might recognize also that sometimes we abandon this in uh, when we take on the social self. Hello, hi. So I'm that kind of person right now. <laughs> Whatever is your thing, you know. <laughs> you know how you promote or present or hide uh, in social, and it's fine. I'm not. This is not judgment. It's more to bring in compassion, maybe clarity, at least a spirit of investigation. Let me check this out. How do I abandon this in order to be that? You know, whatever that is. You know, wow, the violence of that, the violence of that, and no wonder after at the end of the encounter, I feel a little unsatisfied and you know want to be alone for a little while. You know, why? Because there was something abandoned. So to me, this practice that we come and do here of sitting is to actually develop a relationship with that being. And so after, we'll be able to actually carry that relationship in other activities and not abandon ourselves to be that kind of person, that good, good person or that whatever, you know, so that we can actually maybe play the social game if that's needed but without abandoning something inside, you know, without losing complete contact with that. I hope I'm making a little sense. I don't know if I'm alone in my little world. <laughs> but it's worth trying. It's definitely worth trying. And so, all these ways that we abandon ourselves. So, a few weeks ago I was uh, teaching with uh, Charles and... Uh, He's aging a bit, and he has uh, physical difficulties. And uh, I was, we were talking about health and life and uh, aging. And uh, I was, um, I was asking him. So, do you consider that you could die? You know that, you know, in the situation you're in, that there could, you know, there's something shaky in there. Do you, are you considering this or? Do you think about, uh, you know, what you could do before that you can't do anymore, you know? And it was so interesting. And I, I, I had the chance to spend two weeks with him, so I poked him a few times just to see, like, if I can f- find, uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, I really, n- I was uh, touched and uh, impressed by the simplicity of... Uh, and I, so I'm going to tell the story from my point of view here, but uh, he seemed to be saying, I think he was saying, oh, no, I, I've clarified that for myself, that this is self-making, this is a story told, you know, like, oh, I could run and I can't run anymore. This, this is a story told, that I'm here, this is how it is, you know. If I tell the story, I know the dangers. If I tell, oh, but I could run, there was a Charles that could run in the past, you know, then what result is there? If I get, I believe in that story, you know, if I invest, I get attached, hooked, fascinated by it, start cherishing it, then I'm miserable. But I, I don't do that. I don't know, I don't know anymore how to do this. It's like, wow, this pra- person practiced well. They really recognize a thought for a thought, for what it is, so in Buddhism, we say the one description of the practice is seeing reality as it is. So when he's sitting there, if he was to think about, oh, the days when he played foot, ball, whatever, you know, then 
uh, somebody who's deluded, that could be us. <laughs> they would be like, oh yeah, it's really happening over there, you know. And I am, I was, like I'm existing on a timeline, and I was, and it really is, is existing over there, and I can't reach it, you know. But he has this discernment, this wisdom, this clarity, and it probably came partly to practice, through practice, to actually recognize the thought for a thought. If I'm thinking of way back then when I was running, and I see myself running there in the field or whatever, <laughs> like to actually know, to have that clarity of ni- mind, to know that this is a mental image happening now. It's actually not related at all to reality. There's no reality there except the present time production. Do you follow me? And the same thing about, oh, I could die at any time. You're saying, I would have to believe in some weird conception of the world, weird meaning uh, popular, (laughs) dominant conception of the world, where I exist on a timeline, and there is me over there at that age, and I hope I get to experience that, otherwise it's unfair. (laughs) You know? It's like, that is a construction of the mind. There is no timeline that I'm supposed to be there, nor is is there a timeline, such a timeline for somebody else? Because otherwise I'm like, oh, they didn't get their full time life, timeline, or whatever it is. Do you see? But we really get, we give into this and we might, you might feel this and say, no, I'm going to defend that. Yes, please. And notice if it brings distress and fear and suffering. Because the way that I was hearing uh, Charles uh, talk, there was something that, had, that it came with lightness. It came with uh, ease. He's like, no, I'm here right now. There's this. There's this that this body can do. So we do, we do it at, like, I don't want to construct another body that could do something else. This, this would be unwise to do. There is this body that can do this, and I'm attending to that. I'm meeting this. I'm being intimate with that. I'm caring about this. I'm not caring about the other life. You know? I'm caring about this life. I'm, I'm here. There's no other life. There's no other... You know? And... Uh, and yeah, you were saying this comes with a lot of lightness and a lot of space. And so the mind is uh, certainly partly uh, released or free from afflictive emotion. Ah, if only I could, there is this, it exists somewhere, but I'm separated from it. It actually doesn't. What exists is this. What am I doing with this? How am I holding this? And actually, there is life here. If I'm upset with the other one, I'm actually, I must abandon this one. It's a huge cost. So it's good to actually be aware of that. You know, to do it in full knowledge. Okay. So I'm abandoning this life to actually uh, adore, cherish another one that is non existent en passant. By the way, <laughs> wow, that's sobering, no? In a way, sobering. And so, uh, and so, why? That's why we come here. Maybe, and we do that exploration of what is it to be alive right now. Let me get acquainted with that and start. That's how I 
understand what we're doing is we're operating uh, slowly, gradually, a switch of uh, values. We start valuing what is rather than what could be or should be or could have been or was. Or we start really valuing what is here and learn how to uh, stay with it. Stay with it. And then there's an experience of renunciation that comes. So the obsessions maybe can fall away. And more energy than is available to actually attend to what is, is there, what is truly there. And that's what we call a practice, because it's not like, okay, sounds good, I'm going to do this now. Of course it's not going to happen like this, because there is neurology in the way. <laughs> the brain has been wired and trained in a certain way. So we call it practice because we have to rewire the whole system slowly. It usually happens on a few decades, several decades. It's not, uh, it's not quick. It's not intense, instantaneous. It actually, uh, the way I perceive it these days, it's from the, uh, how do you say that in English, from the onset, from the, from the, the onset, when you start, when I start to practice, it feels like it's extremely costly, like time, like it demands a lot of effort and attending and time, and it might feel like, oh, too big, too much. I prefer to stay caught in my <laughs> worldview <laughs> and my obsessions. You know. But when we actually gain insight, because that's what it's called, or when we have wisdom, when something liberates, we're not hooked again by this or that, wow, then it seems like it was so cheap. Like, even if it took 10 years, ah, my God, it was definitely worth these 10 years of attending, or 20, because the lightness is so beautiful. I don't have to believe my thoughts. I can recognize them as what they are, thoughts. Yeah? So the turd at the center of the universe, that impression, it, you might not have expressed it exactly like this in your world, it's more, a little bit more subtly hidden or uh, you know, presented, or it's more of an impression. It's not actually words, it's just a, an attitude on, that one has on oneself or others, for that matter. But when we recognize this as a mistaken view, as a creation of the mind that doesn't have, I'm not deficient, I'm not a mistake, I'm not that. It's not that, there's just life there. Wow, what a relief. Even if it comes, you know, it wants to come. You see, you just, you just failed. Did you see how you answered? Did you see how you missed the bus? That's proof. You're a failure, you know. So that energy can come, you know. You're never going to succeed. I know, you know that seemingly intelligence, intelligent voice comes, and we can actually can recognize it as a production, as a light show, light and sound. How is it called? Sound and light show. Then I can appreciate it. That. and not abandon this being this being and this being 
it's a good question. Is it a being or is it being? That will take a few years of investigation. Mm-hmm. A very close, high-quality encounter with that experience of sensitivity, of cognition, of uh, knowing, of, uh, of experiencing the world. And we might find very surprising make surprising discoveries in there maybe we'll see that it's actually although I think that I'm this personality and this and that I might find that at the core what is receiving sounds what is uh, emoting even what is discouraged what is hopeful what is opinionated what is tender that this this thing the middle of it the center of it is actually quite transparent and maybe almost impossible to define. It's just a very simple knowing. Maybe what I call me or moi, I don't know if I'm going to find it. You know, what I'm going to find. Maybe what I'm going to find is certainly how it appears to me often is what I would call maybe humanity. And through this exploration, I would actually totally find myself back in humanity. Wow. What's in there is in there. It's the same sensitivity. There's a different quirks and ways it expresses itself in this, but maybe at the core, it will seem that it's the same transparent I don't know what I don't know what word the words are not made for that exactly they're conceptual and this is more like it's this other knowledge this old ancient knowledge that we're practicing here it's not a conceptual knowledge it's a, what we call inside vipassana deep understanding uh, penetrative embodied it's it's in this it's the cells it's mm. the f- that understands that it's not cognitive conceptual it's uh, that's why we practice like this being attentive to uh, sensory awareness so we can feel deeper more deeply it's another way to apprehend reality thinking about this cracks the brain so we can't actually think about this we have to actually feel our way into it that's what meditation is we don't tell things what they are we make ourselves available so they reveal themselves is it too abstract is it abstract is it weird I'm happy in that world Any questions, uh, comments, nuances, objections?
Um, but I know in some Buddhist traditions there's an emphasis on um, not the gradual path, but the sudden path. Um, so paths in which it's seen as being useful to get glimpses of what might later, through a lot of practice, become available. Um, do you see any utility in brief glimpses, sudden glimpses, and uh, practices that sort of facilitate that or give one glimpses that then one can sort of train to remain in? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so sudden or gradual path. Uh, I think they're both at the same time huh? the, the, in many ways. So the insights you talk about, so there's an opening. You know, sometimes when the through a teacher, when the teacher talks, you know, the gathering like this, it could have that power. I don't know if it's happening today to anyone, but sometimes we, we actually, through words like this, we can uh, offer this to one another, you know? So we, wow, there's a view. It can happen for just a second. Wow, I get a glimpse of something. Or even if it's not exactly felt, but even conceived or... Like, wow, there's something else. Something opens up, a possibility that was not there as I was busy doing my things. You know, that's the idea of a class, is that my mind opens up to something else, at least, even if I don't touch it. So that's already something. Uh, so this can happen, or you could have a direct experience. It does happen. You know, and then, whoops, a few minutes after, boom, back in your ordinary mindset. Yeah, but I still have to figure out what I'm defrosting tonight for <laughs> tomorrow's <laughs> breakfast, you know, and, and, you know, it seems, again, like heavy, complicated, sticky reality, you know, that I'm stuck in. So it uh, happens like this. So I think that the gradual path is made of that, these little glimpses, ideas, being intrigued by another way of being, at least, you know. Um, and, you know, we say that... Uh, practice meditate meditation that awakening you've heard that maybe that awakening is an accident but meditation ma makes you accident prone <laughs> you know so uh, you, we, we create conditions that could actually uh, foster co uh, be the right conditions for openings to happen we can't decide on openings they're not voluntary it's like, okay, my path is going to go like this, or today I'm going to have an insight. These uh, openings are conditional. And so we try here to create the conditions. What are the conditions here we're creating? We're bringing a little silence. We're letting go of busyness. So we're not here achieving things. Uh, you know, we're actually taking a little time away from the list of things to do and who to be. So we let go of that. And we pay attention. That's one of the big conditions, is we bring an attention that is not superficial, that is not half there. We're actually intending to have a quality awareness. And so uh, so if we notice that we're actually a little gone, the t teacher is talking in, or meditating, and a little kind of half, maybe I'll discover that, oh, I'm actually half there, or not there at all. After there probably means not there. <laughs> you know, and then I can maybe whoops choose to actually be there because being present, being attentive seems like creates uh, the good conditions 
for understanding to arise. And so we try to pacify the mind so it's not scattered but more gathered. So it stays here in the present moment, in the present time. So a little concentration, gathering of the mind instead of scattering of the mind. Uh, quality of attention, an attention that is not an attention of preferences. You know, we'd prefer if uh, there was less people. You know, it's not that kind of attention. It's an attention that lets go of preferences, of opinions, and tunes in. It's an attention that is uh, maybe uh, very sensory, attentive to. I'm talking here about six senses. It's at the sense door. It's interested in the phenomena of hearing. It's interested in the phenomena of coolness or the phenomena of light-heartedness or heaviness in the heart. We bring in curiosity. So all these will uh, create opportunities for little openings, little insights, maybe eventually big ones. So, you know, I wish we were all like Eckhart Tolle, you know, we would sit on the bench park and the mind would open completely and forever. We're very happy for him. (laughs) You know? And we're really happy the Buddha came and said, there's actually a gradual path. You You might get lucky like Eckhart. And if you don't, then there's something you can actually do. You're not like, oh, when is it my turn? (laughs) There's a lot you can do. Your whole life can be actually turned into care for what's happening, which is is a good thing in itself, to care about what's happening. So these are a few words about that. Yes? I think I'm speaking to myself, but I just wanted to finished by saying to care and I feel like that it's important for me to say it to myself that when I turn to tend to this being what I discover may be sometimes wonderful and sometimes terrible and that the gift the generous nature of my attention is that I might not be opening but I can care about it and value it, whatever it is. I feel like it's so generous. Yeah. And that's the thing that I get from it. That that it might not be sustaining, you know, somebody or some great opening feeling. And that's, that's you know, instead of being upset about it, I can generously be with what doesn't feel so good. Yeah. And that, I just feel like that yeah. is such a gift. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's just attending to what's there. And sometimes it will be spacious. And sometimes it'll be like heavy or broken. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a code word. (laughs) So yeah, and that's that is that is the you're defining you're describing it really well. It's generous, it's caring, it doesn't demand another experience. That that's how radical it is. It's love, I'm gonna turn towards you, whatever is there. So that's the faithfulness. That's the, the, yeah. And with time, it develops. Huh? It gets more and more courageous and and steady, and it remembers itself. You know. So like now, as you're uh, as you're listening, have you abandoned life or this 
being that is here. You know, because you know, the answer is in a few minutes. You know, when it comes out. You know, actually, not. It's not. You know. So thank you. It's beautiful. This this is what we call the opening of the heart. Huh? It's it's that capacity to be friendly, uh, benevolent, compassionate, or to rejoice. If it's beautiful what you discover, then this will automatically so generous. It 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 will it won't be like, oh we got it. We have to keep it. It will be like wow beautiful. I'm rejoicing for this inner life that is spacious. And if it's heavy, it's equally caring. And it's steady. It gains capacity, duration. It can be there in many situations. You know, <gasps> my love, this is not happening how you wanted. Oh, this is turning out ugly. Okay, we're gonna remain here anyway. You know, wow, it's not how we wanted at all. Wow, it's happening. It's what you wanted. Feel it. Be there. Okay. Thank you. So shall we uh, try it again a little bit, practice it? You could do it uh, standing or sitting, uh, change posture if you want. Uh, could be a space for lying down. It's, sometimes it's challenging because, you know, lying down, you want to be awake and lying down. And the body understands it's time to sleep. But very uh, gentle. So again, it's not the thing of will. Okay, I should get it now. I should. There's no should in there. It's very. It's a very very humble work. Humbling, humble. We just show up and discover what is there. And it'll be tingling in the hands, or hardness in the feet. And it'll be discouragement, or it'll be numbness, or quietness, tenderness, whatever is there. Could be confusion. It would make sense that someone would be confused about what was said. Just allowing life to be just as it is, seeing if it can be allowed to be like it is right now. You might discover that in the presence, when there's some quality to the presence, Actually, time falls away, naturally, spontaneously. If we're really attentive to what's happening, it's kind of outside of time. It's just this now. we can pick up the notion, the conception of time again. Maybe we can drop it for a few seconds.
or just a moment. Allow ourselves to be outside of time. Becoming interested in the experience of being that is happening now and now. Buddha says something like, don't hold on to the past, it's gone, it doesn't actually exist here. Don't hold on to the future, it's a creation of the mind. It might be, it might not be. Don't even hold on to the present. Allow it to be known intimately. clearly.
thinking is one of the activities of the mind. But some say that its real nature is not to think but to know, something much more basic. to experience, to reveal experience, or to be revealed by experiences.
just want to say, um, how do you say chapeau, chapeau, kudos, kudos, no? Hats off to the Buddha. <laughs> because he did this beautiful job of uh, questioning our uh, reality, huh? deconstructing the reality, what we take to be me, you know, huh? like looked at it and in all its aspects, you know, discovered that the personality has its own life, you know, has its own ways, its own way it's been constructed, the ways we react and engage. Oh, the personality has its own life and... Uh, and the body is also has its own life. It belongs to the life, you know. It grows and then dries up. <laughs> That's what it does. And um, and then uh, consciousness, like he seemed to look at this and go, wow, it's not like f- the body. The, the body has form and color and shape, you know. But the the mind, the knowing consciousness, doesn't have a form. Doesn't have a color doesn't have a personality, it's just this factor of being touched by the world. And I took it as being personal, but maybe it's not that personal. Maybe it's there. It's incredibly freeing to discover on investigation that none of these parts are mine. Like the fear of death maybe is released some completely. Or there's a lightness that can come. One can be responsible without being identified with everything that happens. Yeah. And uh, a lot of energy is freed. It's not easy work to do, but definitely worth it, I think. So thanks for, for, for trying it out, walking on the path. Um, and uh, thank you also for um, so naming uh, what's going on in our relationship also, which is... Uh, pretty special is that as you walk out there's two boxes so one is to support the center here the organization that uh, needs to stay alive for things like this to continue so the consideration for this and the the contribution uh, for the well-being of the center and then the teacher also is uh, is um, makes uh, makes uh, himself themselves uh, vulnerable you know offering this and not knowing are they going to be supported are they going to be able to eat uh, and dress themselves and gain access to medication That's I'm naming the four requisite uh, medication, shelter, uh, food and lodging and it's actually uh, pretty serious <laughs> and I can tell you that I've seen some of uh, my dear teachers and colleagues they're uh, getting uh, elderly now and it's a time where they should actually slow down, and some of them don't because they can't. You know, they've not been they've been supported in a day-to-day way in their career, we could say, but uh, not above that. And so now uh, they they work when they actually should uh, retire. You know, and so they keep showing up, and they're tired, and it's very touching to see. And so that's something that I do have in mind. Uh, and uh, that I'm intrigued about. And I don't know the end of the story, but I'm certainly sharing it with you. (laughs) So thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, see you in a few weeks. Thank you.